Kathy Weaver. And I'm Dan Friedel. This is VOA News. I'm Tommy McNeil. Alexei Navalny's family and supporters that had the opposition leader rest after funeral. Hundreds of mourners lined up behind control barriers outside of the church, many holding red flowers. On live-streamed footage, the crowd applauded and chanted his name as his coffin was taken out of the vehicle as it arrived at the church. Many came from around Russia to say their goodbyes. Mourner Nadezhda Ivanova, who came from Kaliningrad for the event, told the AP, Alexei, for everyone who's here today and for many who did not dare to come here, is a person who not only gave his life in the fight for something, but who gave his life in the fight for us. His supporters say several churches in Moscow refused used to hold the service before Navalny's team got permission from one in the capital's Marino district. I'm Karen Shamas. Ukrainian forces battling Russian officials in efforts to advance in the city of Bakhmut said that they are being constantly attacked from Moscow troops. VOA's Rick Pantaleo explores this. Soldiers at the 17th Separate Tank Brigade's position said they have been experiencing a large Russian push over the last three weeks. This is Dmitro, commander of the tank company. You can really feel it. The density of fire is higher. When we can make 10 shots, they can make 50. They have an advantage over us in ammunition. It's undeniable. And also there is an advantage in manpower on the other side. Though Russia's gains have been small, low and costly, Ukraine does not have enough reservists and has a severe shortage of artillery shells since the supply of military aid from its western partners has declined. Rick Pantaleo, VOA News. And this is VOA News. The head of a Gaza hospital where some of the wounded from bloodshed surrounding an aid convoy were taken says more than 80 percent had been struck by gunfire. That suggests a heavy shooting by Israeli troops. At least 115 Palestinians were killed. More than 750 others were injured Thursday when witnesses said that uh, troops opened fire as crowds raced to pull goods off an aid convoy. Israel said many of the dead were trampled in a crowd surge surrounding the convoy. It said that troops fired at some in the crowd who they believe threatened them. Uh, Dr. Mohammed Saha of Al-Awada Hospital said that the vast majority of the 176 wounded brought in there had actually been shot. Iranians voted for a new parliament Friday, an election seen as a test of the clerical establishment's legitimacy Frustration is growing over economic woes and restrictions on political and social freedoms. Reuters' Lucy Fielder. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei casts his vote, the first to do so in all Iran. He has called it a religious duty. Iran's rulers need a high turnout to repair their legitimacy, damaged by the unrest, which is why Iranian activists and opposition groups are discouraging voters distributing the hashtags VoteNoVote and ElectionCircus widely on social media. Imprisoned Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nargis Mohammadi, a women's rights advocate, has called the election a sham. Hardliners have dominated Iran's parliament for more than two decades. 
it wields little influence, since Khamenei determines issues like foreign policy and the row with the West. The United Nations Human Rights Chief Volker Turk on Friday said that the apparent deliberate denial of safe access for humanitarian agencies within war-torn Sudan could amount to a, a war crime. I call again on the warring parties to meet their legal obligations by opening humanitarian corridors without delay before more lives are lost. Sudan's paramilitary rapid support forces has been fighting Sudan's army for control of the country since April of 2023. Millions of people in Sudan's Darfur region are at risk of dying of hunger after a decision by the Sudanese government to prohibit aid deliveries through Chad. I'm Tommy McNeil, BOA News.